no matter who has a microphone, if what's going to be recorded with that microphone is going to be aired somewhere, there's a responsibility, I believe, to make sure it's uh, use. Uh, what shall I say? Uh, some standards. Some standards. It's still the wild west out there as far as many podcasters are concerned. Maybe it's time to instill some journalistic standards. I'm Michael O'Connell, and you're listening to It's Hall Journalism. So 2018 has been a pretty amazing travel-oriented year for me so far. I went to Vegas earlier in the year for an education conference. And, of course, I went to Tajikistan in June. And a couple of weeks ago, I was up in Philadelphia for the Podcast Movement 2018 conference. And uh, my plans there, I, I wasn't really planning on recording any audio, but I actually ran into Lee Wahara, a uh, former AP reporter and the host of the House of Lee NYC podcast. And she had done this great little presentation about sort of instilling journalistic values in podcasting, which I think is probably long overdue. So I invited her to be on the podcast. She said that she had some of her equipment there, and we went, went ahead and recorded this uh, interview in a, in a quiet corner at the convention. It turned out to be a good conversation, although I should warn you that the, the sound quality isn't as good as it could be, and I apologize for that. But enjoy this fun little conversation about podcasting and journalism with Lee Wahara. Welcome to the podcast, Lee. Thank you so much, Michael, for having me. Yeah, well, tell me what actually inspired you to pitch this, uh, to do this presentation. Well, I really wanted to come to Podcast Movement 2018. And when I saw that they were accepting entries for talks, I submitted this idea. I wanted to share knowledge as a former reporter and I think that it's important because I think a lot of podcasters need to step up their credibility game. And the presentation that I gave hopefully will help others do so. And, you know, of course, our podcast, you know, is for journalists and people already know a lot of these basic things. And you did go over a lot of the, the basic stuff that just most people don't really know. Just, you know, simple, you know, making sure you get people to spell their last name, you know, make sure you, you know, you get your attributions correct, you know, multiple sources, being transparent, you know, all those things that are, are, are part of what we do in every story that we write, that for the podcasting world, you know, it's kind of a foreign concept. Definitely. And, you know, I, uh, I have another business, which is a family events business. And so we put on a Halloween event. And I remember a young journalism student coming to the event saying, oh, hi, I'm with a, journal a journalism school, and uh, could I please cover your event? And I said, sure, why not? And then he pulled out this little recorder and just pushed play. And I said, where's your notepad? Where's your pen? Where's your pen? He's like, oh, no, I got it. I'm like, but what if that fails? Because he happened to have gone to the same journalism school I went to. <laughs> so I felt kind of like I could say these things. But I think that today's journalism, there's some lazy, you know, that diet, keto, ketogenic diet. Well, you know, you have to count your carbs and your macros and things. Then they call it a lazy keto when you don't count your carbs and your macros. And I feel like this is lazy journalism. You know, so many times I've put out a press release for my business 
No one ever calls. And do you know all the events listings websites, there inevitably are mistakes and errors every year. And as journalists, you know, you do run into to getting press releases and then people are like, well, why did you get that wrong? It's like, well, you know, it was, it was in your press release. Well, you should have followed up on that. You know, that, that was one thing you do. You mentioned you went to journalism school. You started out in journalism. Tell me a little about that journey. How did you end up becoming a podcaster? So we'll have to go into the time machine <laughs> about 20-something years ago. But I helped my father, and then I took over, after he died, a small publishing company in Chicago. And we published a monthly, it was printed on newsprint, a monthly paper in Japanese and English. And I did outsource a lot of the Japanese editing. I could do some of it. <laughs> but I took care of the English mainly. And then I had an opportunity to go to Columbia School of Journalism. That's a pretty good school, I hear. I hear. That's what they said in the pamphlet, right? <laughs> and so then I made my way to New York. And my thought was, okay, I'm going to journalism school so that I can then go back and make that paper stronger. And that is not what ended up happening. I ended up getting an internship and then full job with Associated Press. I started out in North Carolina, and then I moved to the New York City Metro Desk. And then fast forward a few years, I decided I wanted to become a teacher, actually. So I left daily journalism to become a teacher, and that is where I found that I love to share information and teach, right? So combining the journalism and publishing with education was just a match made in heaven for me. And then fast forward a few more years to this year, I started the podcast because I had it in my head. I don't know about others. But for me, it took a while. And then finally, I just sat down one night and banged out my first episode. Yeah, that's usually how, how people do it. We both just sat in, you sat in for the, the Pat Flynn thing, where he was talking about, you know, he's a famous podcaster, huge audience, marketer, uh, business podcast. And, uh, you know, he did his first podcast. He played it for us. And it was just him like, hey, I'm on the microphone. I just got some uh, equipment. You know, I'm doing my blog, you know. You know, I hope you can you give me some feedback, and you know, and then he waited a year and a half before he dove into it, and he turned it into a huge business and uh, multi-million you know, dollar business, yes. Right, and then he's speaking at, at conferences like this, and very sort of inspiring, you know, talk, you know, about gung ho about journalism, and then we had some other speakers who were very much about okay, the challenges that are kind of kind of facing us. So tell me a little bit about this podcast that you do, the House of Lee NYC. What is what is that all about? I want to share with podcasters that it takes time sometimes to make a good story or episode. For example, I was interviewing this woman, her name is Nicole Devereaux, and she said she was an atheist and then started a small church in Brooklyn. How do you go from that, right? So we were talking and one of the things that came up was the idea of community. And so she had mentioned that it was so important that even the astronauts, they didn't have a table and they wanted a table in their rocket ship. And I said, really? What? Where did you hear that? And she's like, oh, my husband heard it on a radio lab or something. And I said, oh, okay. Well, I called up NASA, and it took me a while to follow the trail in the maze to finally get confirmation that, yes, astronauts did request a table, but 
It was for the International Space Station. Oh, okay. Did you have a follow-up phone call where you confronted her with this information and she had to retract? Or it was just Not at all. What <laughs> I do in my podcast is I insert voiceovers and say, well, I made that call to NASA to confirm that, and this is what I found. <laughs> okay, so it's like a, it's like a news report. You're going to put uh, people's quotes into context, the information you're giving you, and verify it wherever it needs to be done. You know, everything that you do in a, in a normal news story. So, I mean, how long is a typical episode? So if I'm a solo show, if I'm doing a solo show, maybe no more than like 10 minutes, because mm-hmm. really how long does it take to share tips like, oh, how to find your iPhone? <laughs> but it, really, that happened in the snow, and we were sledding anyway. But And so with interviews, I like to keep them between 20 and 35-ish minutes. Mm-hmm. I have a short attention span, so I'm, I'm gearing my show towards like-minded folks <laughs> who have short attention <laughs> Short attention span theater. Um, This is pretty great. Well, how often then does the podcast come out? So I drop every week on Thursday evenings. Okay. Yeah, and why did you pick Thursday? I'm curious, because we do it on Thursday as well. Really? So this is why. I love Thursdays, because (laughs) it's the day before Friday. And everybody, I feel like it's a relaxed vibe during the week. Yet it's not the weekend, so people might, this is my thinking, (laughs) I haven't done the research on it, my thinking is that they'll download it and then maybe listen to it between Thursday night, rather Friday, and throughout the weekend. They have all week to listen to it before they download the next one, because maybe on Saturday they're going to mow the lawn or do the dishes or something. Yeah, it's funny how you you pick a day to drop your podcast. We used to do... I think it was like Monday or Tuesday is when we did it. And then we noticed that that a lot more people were downloading it on Thursday. No real reason why. But then we said, well, why don't we just put it out on Thursday and see what happens. And then it did fine. What day of the week do you like? I don't like Thursday. Well, no, Thursday. I like Thursday. (laughs) I'll just, I will uh, agree with my guest. No, I I like all the days equally. I try not to, you know, they all have something to to say about them uh, in a positive. Kind of you. (laughs) I don't don't want to, they're like my children. I don't want to, the days of the week are like my children. I don't want to show that there's any favoritism, even though we all know which days everybody loves. Everybody loves Friday the best, but that's, you know, that's either here or there. Because the weekend's coming. So, did you get any feedback on this, uh, on your presentation today? You know, I received three pieces of feedback, and I'm so grateful for it. The first was, wow, more people need to hear this in the podcasting world. The second was from another journalist who said, this is sorely needed in the podcasting world, and I'm so glad you were there to present it. And the third was, oh my gosh, I'm a newbie. I'm so glad I attended your talk because this puts me in the right direction. Yeah. And what's funny is because I think um, you said at the beginning, well, what was the thing that, that inspired you to do this topic? It was something that you saw about this conference. Correct. So one of the tidbits or tricks or techniques that you, your listeners probably already know is that when you are doing a story... And the first thing to think of, really, is, is there an association for this? Mm-hmm. You know? And I, when I first started podcasting, I was looking around for an association, like I, a podcasting association, because I figured, as with everything, there are 
packs, there are, what do you call it, amateur amateurs, and I wanted to make sure that I was in the right direction, and that is how I stumbled upon podcast movement. Well, okay, but there was also something about, that you saw something where one of the speakers, what they said about journalism? Oh, right, so when I a, was... variously, obviously fed <laughs> the question. Sorry about the that. Leading oh, question. with it. Yes, so... When I was doing research for my talk, I stumbled upon footage of a well-known podcaster who was presenting at Podcast Movement 2017. And the podcaster said, podcasting isn't journalism. And it was kind of a side comment, offhand side comment. And so I thought to myself, I've got to use that. <laughs> what do you think he meant by it? I mean, I, I probably when you say it's an offhand comment, he probably meant it in, in, in sort of joking. Does that mean that we, as podcasters, we shouldn't use journalistic standards? Is that what kind of we sort of saying, or that we get to do what we want to do because we're not held by the ethical standards of of the journalism uh, industry? Right. Well, maybe she meant okay. that. Wow, that was very <laughs> sexist. Um, and I, uh, I specifically uh, didn't mention the gender. But uh, since but because you went there. obviously you said it was an expert, so I, I figured it was a man. Oh man, I'm so Michael. sorry. I know I'm so terrible. I'm Nicole, sorry. Nicole, you gotta leave this in. Yes, yes, she knows how to get rid of. Yeah, that 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 old sexist white man in his podcast. Oh, but anyway, God. so this this. So this, I believe I believe that the presenter. Yes, let's keep it neutral. Yes, yes. I believe I believe that the she presenter. Meant <laughs> present her right exactly. Oh, good one. Go. I believe that the 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 sentiment was that podcasting is relaxed. It's just regular people with microphones. But even so, no matter who has a microphone, if what's going to be recorded with that microphone is going to be aired somewhere. There's a responsibility, I believe, to make sure that it's, uh, use, uh, what shall I say? Uh, some standards. Some standards. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, you have to have a certain degree of responsibility, culpability. I mean, if you put information out there that turns out to be false, and you go, well, I'm a po- this is a podcast. I mean, you're trying to write yourself a blank check to get out of something and not be responsible for it, but you are. I mean, you, you turn on the microphone, you're, you're trying to share information. Maybe it's this idea that because it's relaxed, because it's conversational, that, you know, oh, well, it's not really that serious, but this is a medium. If, you're, if people, other podcasters are talking about others, right, and in, in an unfavorable way or negative way or just any way, I believe that public figures especially and private citizens, they have a right to comment on that or at least get their side to some extent, right? And well, I mean, certainly one would think that the the standards of slander and libel would still apply in the situation. I mean, I understand you know you're going to be maybe commenting a lot about about public figures, and, and there's a certain degree of latitude in that. But That's you right. know, you turn around and you start, yeah, my my friend Jimmy, who's a real you know jerk, and he steals from people and whatever. I mean, you put that out there, I mean, that's... Jimmy could come back and take your show and everything with it. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, just this idea that just because you turn on a microphone doesn't give you free reign, that there is still a certain responsibility that you have to be aware of. I mean, that's something you didn't even touch on, the, the legal aspect of it. 
It didn't because there's a legal talk going on tomorrow. Right. Well, and, and it's funny. And I'm not a lawyer. No, no. Yeah, let them let those lawyer people handle that. The thing is that you know I, I've had the opportunity to talk about podcasting and starting podcasts, and you know people will ask me occasionally about about things about libel and 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 slander, but also in particular uh, intellectual property rights. The, this idea. I mean, everybody who's a podcaster for any period of time is, has at least been exposed to the idea of, oh, well, I guess I shouldn't use music that somebody else has composed. You know, what, what are the legal, my legal responsibilities for that? So just turning on a microphone mean, doesn't mean that you can just do whatever you want. That's right. And there may be repercussions for it. Yeah. From okay. it, rather. So where do you want House of Lee NYC to go? Well, it's already in New York. <laughs> Well, I think you've limited yourself by your... No. You know what? Nothing is static. It's Everything is fluid and always changing. And uh, I am already on my third logo. And the House of Lee NYC, it was the title I had it at the time. Right. <laughs> I believe I'm putting my name on everything I create, by the way. So <laughs> my, my name had to be there somewhere. And in terms of where I wanted to go is this. At this time, I'm still working on building consistency in terms of the episodes coming out every week. That's uh, very important. And then I really would just love to have a larger audience enjoying the information I'm putting out and saying, wow, you know, that was really informative or I learned something today or having people have their lives improved or enhanced just a little bit more after having listened. Yeah, there are a lot of journalists out there I think who probably would love to, you know, they have other types of jobs and they probably would love to do podcasting because I think it's it, it's sort of the new form of blogging. It's it's something you do to enhance your personal brand, to sort of create your identity online, you know, and those are opportunities that, that journalists can do, well, anybody can do, but, you know, tell me, you know, you come from the AP, you tell me about the the technical aspect of, of launching your podcast. What went into that? I think it's easier if I just take you through my process. How about that? Let's do that. So, okay. I have always, and probably like you and many of your listeners, I have always had some kind of production equipment lying around. And I've always tried to update it over the years, even if I didn't use it. I know that sounds silly, but it's just, it's like a security blanket. Oh, I've got the equipment. Should I ever need to use it? Somebody knocks on the door. Right? We, there's a fire going <laughs> down the street. We need somebody to, to, to do a, a, a news report. You know, the microphone that I'm talking on, I've had for almost 20 years. Wow. I got this when I went to journalism school. It's made out of wood. Right. <laughs> I love the electric voice. Can I say that? And so I've always had the equipment. And then I had the idea for a podcast milling around in my head for years. And then I, so my process is this. I had the equipment. I knew how to use it. I know how to interview. I like to talk in terms of talking with a purpose, talking to share information and teaching. Because remember, I used to be a teacher, right? Right. So putting all of those things together culminated in one night so I believe that rejection is protection. Some people say rejection is God's protection, however you want to look at it. When we're rejected, sometimes and mo most every time, even though we don't see it in the moment, something better is meant for us and comes to us. It's, a, it's the, you know, God closes a door, a window, he opens a window. Right. Sort of thing. And so for me, the universe said, Lee, no. So what happened is 
I had a friend who said, yeah, I'm going to come over. Okay, we'll do it. We'll do the podcast. We'll do it together. Because we did a dry run a few weeks before, and it was fun, and it was fine. We gelled. Then she kept me waiting. She said, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. So I ultimately, I ended up waiting for her for hours. And then right when she said she was like 20 minutes from my house, she texted me and said, nah, I don't think so. I'm going home, and I'm going to have a beer. And I said, wow. And ultimately, I thought the way that that was presented was also rude, as opposed to, hey, would you mind if we... So clearly, she didn't want to do it, right? And I thought, well, I'm here. All of the equipment is out. Let me just bang out an episode. And so... She did you a favor. She did me a favor, right. Exactly. I mean, we don't really talk anymore, but now I have a podcast. Hey! (laughs) And so... I started out with the free app Anchor, Mm -hmm. which I quickly distanced myself from because what I don't like about it is that when you submit your stuff, it then submits your show to all of the, the major podcast apps. That's fine. But what they do is they cover your logo and put Anchor on it. Oh, so that yeah, you, you become a de facto member of their network. And, and you again, know. you know, it goes back to my whole theory of I believe in putting my name on everything I create. I don't want somebody else's name on something that I'm producing. And so I said, if I want to be a real podcaster, I'm going to now explore the avenues that I need to take to get there. And so that means ultimately going with a podcast hosting company and then getting a website. And I happen to use a plugin on my website because the thing that people need to be careful about is that some of these podcast hosting companies, they say they give you a website, but... It's like a one or two page joke. Right. It's and just here's a list of your episodes. And like, you can't modify it and you can't do any of that. So it's really misleading, I feel. So then I did that next step of then going out and getting my own website alongside the podcast hosting. Yeah, you can you can do a podcast really simply, but then if you really want to take it seriously, there's some basic things you have to do. Get your own, own website so that you can promote your content, send people to it, share information, as well as just share the information. And then, you know, get your audio, your MP3 files up. But it's, it's you know, it's from the from coming up with the idea, creating the content, and then posting online. It takes a little, a little effort, a little bit more than just, you know, recording your voice. I would say, though, that, and I've told several people here at the conference who... We've been introduced, and they say, hey, how are you? Oh, what? and I ask, what's your podcast? And they say, oh, I don't have one yet. I'm planning on yeah, doing I, I it. I mean, a lot of people And like I that. said, you know what? I have the equipment. Let's go out in the hallway and record your first episode. Really, it's that simple. Right. Let's just get it done. And here's the thing, though. Going and getting a podcast hosting service and a website really only takes 20 minutes. You look at one, you Google them, you get your URL or domain name, you buy it, boom. You're like done. It's literally, people, it's 20 minutes. (laughs) Right. It's funny what you say. I I had a conversation before the the final uh, talks we went to this afternoon. This guy who was coming up and is like, yeah, I'm thinking about this podcast I'm going to eventually do. And... I talk to people like that all the time, and it's like you you look in their eyes and say, "Well, they're really not serious about this. He's never going to do a podcast." You know, I feel, I feel bad saying that, but 
because we all get to a point where we're, we're all on that stage, we're a little afraid, we don't understand anything, but, but you really just got, you've just got to do it. You've just got to, you know, want to do it and then, you know, just jump into the pool. And then once you do that, you know, you begin to see the It's amazing, of, yeah, right, it being on this side. And I'll tell you what, I re-recorded my first episode because my first episode, I was a little angry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this two is weeks possibly <laughs> angry at NYC. Right. So I thought, you know what? That's not a good vibe to put out into the world. I've, I've accepted. I'm happy at where I'm at. Let me just. And so my point in telling this is that you don't have to be perfect to get started. No, that's exactly right. You know, it's funny because. You know, you look at the top twenty podcasts that are out there, and you know a lot of them were done by NPR. But you, you dig down in that list, and you'll find some that that started out much smaller, that did not have a you know super produced episode. They didn't have a big staff working on it, which is one person with a microphone and a recorder and an, an idea. So you don't need a whole lot to get started, and it really doesn't take that much. Just sort of the will. But once that happens, uh, that was one of the nice things that. That you know that Pat Flynn was saying that I, I've said to people is that podcasting is a door opener. If you have a podcast, people are you know, ask you about your podcast. It, if you know, if they if you show you can do this sort of regular content uh, over a period of time, they start coming to you with ideas and you know hey opportunities uh, present themselves. So you know yeah gung ho. I'm, I'm one of those people that says yesterday you did a podcast. So let's sort of wrap up here. What advice do you have? to somebody who may not be a journalist who's doing a podcast? Get the names right. <laughs> it's <laughs> as simple as that. Get the basic facts right. So there are four, four, four basic principles, right? We discussed, uh, what was it? Uh, be prepared. Get your facts right. Speak well and do the right thing. Right. Do the right thing. Right. At the end of the day, if you make a mistake, admit the, the mistake because... You know, that's what that's what professionals do. And you be a professional on podcasting. Wehara, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much, Michael. You've been listening to It's All Journalism, a weekly podcast about the changing state of digital news. Find out more about us and download past episodes at itsalljournalism.com. It's All Journalism is produced by Nicola Grisco, Amber Healy, Amelia Brust, Nicholas Hunter, and me, your host, Michael O'Connell. Our theme music is written by Nick Dupre. So last week, I invited everybody to go to our website, follow the link at the top of the page, and sign up for our newsletter, and nobody did that. It's a great little newsletter. It's not a great little newsletter. It's, a, it's an okay little newsletter that wants to get bigger and uh, sort of serve your needs as a journalism-focused podcast newsletter can. So go to our website, itsalljournalism.com, follow the link at the top of the page, and subscribe. And I will promise that I will bring you some interesting content to your email box every week so that you'll be very happy that you got this information. It's All Journalism is produced in partnership with the Association of Alternative News Media. Thanks for listening.
the Capital Culture Podcast with your hosts, Rachel Nania and Jason Fraley. We have a new podcast called Capital Culture. Each week, we go in-depth with chefs like Marcus Samuelson and writers like Bon Appetit's Adam Rappaport. We'll also talk plays with Kathleen Turner, movies with Emma Stone, and music with Smokey Robinson, not to mention some of your favorite WTOP voices. The Capital Culture Podcast. Find it on iTunes, the Podcast One app, podcastone.com, or at WTOP.com. Search Podcast DC. The Target USA Podcast with your host, J.J. Green. Russia could render a huge harm to this country. North Korea's secret missile. That could touch the whole of the United States. ISIS. D.C. is repeatedly mentioned as someplace they would like to see an attack. This is J.J. Green. Join me each week for the latest on U.S. and international security on Target USA. The Target USA Podcast. Find it on iTunes, the Podcast One app, podcastone.com, or at WTOP.com. Search Podcast DC.